In the rugged and remote Taranaki region of New Zealand runs a Waimeti stream and the isolated Manuka forests, home to the bees that produce some of the most natural, pure Manuka honey in the world. Manuka honey is a great daily immune booster, digestive remedy and an anti-inflammatory. It's also a great alternative to sugar and a powerful ingredient for longevity. Waimeti honey is a high-quality New Zealand Manuka honey now available in Australia at Woolworths right around the country. And even better, every time you buy Waimeti honey, 10% of your purchase goes towards the regeneration of hive numbers to increase the world bee population. More honey, more healing, and more health for humanity. Waimeti honey. Find it now in Woolworths stores right around Australia. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Christoph and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey, Brett. Hey, Damo. What are you working on at the moment, mate? Well, I'm working on a few things, Damo. I'm writing a book, but what I've just finished working on is my Art of Natural Running e-course, and I'm really excited about it. So, you know, I've been going around Australia doing this uh, this live course where I was teaching people how to run naturally and. Uh, and what I realized was that I couldn't get around to everybody uh, and that it was hard to get around to everybody all around Australia and even outside of Australia, people who wanted to learn about how to run naturally and how to run it more easily, how to make it more fun and how to get less injuries. And so I decided to put it all together into an e-course, which is about five and a half hours worth of video content. Oh, far out. That's unbelievable. Where do people find it? So they can find it at theartofnaturalrunning.com and they'll be able to hear not just from me, but from experts like Danny Dreyer from Chi Running, we've got Kim Morrison, we've got Kelly Starrett from Mobility Ward, and we've even got a guy called The Barefoot Podiatrist, who's my favourite, good bloke. Okay. So, theartofnaturalrunning.com. Hi, this is Damien Christoph. And this is Brett Hill. Hi, Bretto. Hey, mate, how are you? I'm excellent, thank you. Very well. Hey, we're joined today by Jodie Heaselwood, and she's the uh, the founder of thewholeway.com.au. She's a beautiful girl, lady uh, with two children and a husband traveling around Australia and um, and, and, and teaching um, people how to, you know, live a healthier life. She's a, um, a functional nutrition... Consultant. Consultant, which is the qualification you get from Cindy's course. And uh, and she's out and about, you know, really making a go of it. It's, it's a really great thing that she's doing, I reckon, Brad. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll put a link to that at the end of this episode. If people want to, are interested in going and doing Cindy's course, because it's a great one. I've, I've uh, been doing a little bit of it and really enjoying it. So, um, but yeah, what she's doing is phenomenal, you know, getting around Australia and, uh, and really leading by example, you know, not just telling people how to do things, not just showing them on an online program, but actually getting into people's houses, getting into people's conversations and, and really showing the way and leading the way. You know, I, I think it's a great, um, example of leadership to, to really get out there and do it, not just talk about it. And I think it's just phenomenal that the way she's living her lifestyle, raising her family, homeschooling, yeah, doing the whole lot, the whole package, I think is just wonderful. Yeah, I think so too. But you're right, it, it is a great thing. And so many people actually say, oh, well, can, you, can you just come back to my house and teach me how to do that? Well, there now is a solution where um, you can have Jody go and live with you and teach you how to implement healthy strategies and healthy lifestyle into your home and into your family. And, and I think that's a really great thing. It's actually literally picked up 
um, the wellness guy's motto and then made a proper business out of it and is going into people's homes and helping them out. But she's got another great thing which I loved and there's a little um, virtual coffee catch-up. So, and, and for those people that are homeschooling or those people that are remote or people who um, are socially challenged, in other words, they can't get out for whatever reason, they're able to have coffee chats with Jodie and, uh, and a group of other women and mothers who are you know, in a similar sort of boat. You know? So I, I think that's a really cool thing too, Bruno. I think it's wonderful because I think our modern society, as much as we like to think we're so connected to everyone because of internet and social media and all of those sort of things, it can be a very isolating place. And I think particularly if you are a mum and if you feel like you're stuck at home and you can't get out, then then I think you can feel very isolated and that can make everything else in terms of your wellness journey harder. And so being able to connect with other like-minded mums and dads, hopefully, um, in your community and even outside of your community, expanding your community, I think is a fantastic thing for those people who are feeling so isolated. Mm, I agree. Well, let's get into the episode, mate, and um, and, and find out more about what Jodie's up to. Excited to uh, be chatting with Jodie Hazelwood today because uh, I met her at the uh, Wellness Base Camp in Adelaide that you kindly yes. invited me along to, and um, I graciously... Good spot. Good spot, Adelaide. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, one half good football team. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you would love Adelaide. You would love Adelaide after the grand final last year. They'd be like your second favourite team, wouldn't they? <laughs> Just letting you walk all over them. <sighs> Don't know about that, mate. Don't know about that. But uh, for those of you who have heard about Jodie, um, this will come as no surprise. Um, but for those of you who haven't heard about Jodie, uh, she's travelling around Australia doing homestays and helping people out and and taking her family with her and it's quite it's quite an inspiring story and I, I you know the wellness guys have been over the years responsible for inspiring people to change jobs um, get new husbands or get new wives um, move houses uh, go and study uh, all kinds of different things who knows after this podcast we That's might just find us people might I know right that might just uh, <laughs> that's funny. That might actually um, trigger people to go and do what Jody's doing. So we're joined today by Jody Hazelwood, who has a little um, Instagram page and, a, and a, um, a website called The Whole Way. And she's traveling around Australia and she's pulled in to a library in Queensland to join us today. So welcome to the call today, Jody. Hello. Jody, tell us Thanks exactly what me. you are doing because. I'm, I'm, I, as much as you've explained it to me, I'm still a little bit confused as to how it works. Right. Well, about five years ago, my husband and I decided that we loved camping and every time we, want, we were going camping, we just didn't want to go home. So we decided that we would plan not to and just continue to <laughs> go on a long holiday. Um, we had a few kids in between there and um, yeah, wait till our children were old enough and they're now seven and eight. And so we've decided to just go on our trip of a lifetime pretty much and it's been 15 months on the road so far um i'm a functional nutritionist nutrition consultant so i decided that i wanted to incorporate that with what we were doing and my business is called the whole way and we just um named our trip the whole way around and you can follow us on instagram and see what we're up to so jody i'm curious about this motivation for going on this trip then so what percentage of the motivation was that 
you just wanted to go on a holiday forever and you loved camping and wanted to just move around the country. And what percentage of it was this passion for going around the country, inspiring people, especially in rural areas where I think health conversations are even more important um, and helping people, you know, integrate these healthier lives into their own homes? Yeah, well, I actually wasn't practising as a nutrition consultant when we decided to go on the trip. It was a five-year process of organising it. Um, and in that in that time, I decided to, to study and learn a bit more about functional nutrition. Um, and then when we decided to hit the road, I just wanted to incorporate that. And I thought that was such a great opportunity to educate others and inspire others to and basically just get the word out because it's so important um, to look at the way our lives are going. Um, yeah, so I just thought I'd take that opportunity to help spread the word as we were travelling around Australia. So in terms of spreading the word, you, you, I suppose as a nutritionist or a nutrition consult, a consultant, you're able to go and teach people how to cook, you're able to um, help people understand what the benefit of good food actually is and many people would need that kind of service but they can't get out and I suppose that's the opening for you, isn't it? You know, you travel around the country, you get to stay in different places, you teach people how to cook, you teach people how to eat, you teach people how to educate their kids about food and all that sort of thing. It's such a it's a noble project, um, but how long can you stay in one spot until your job's kind of done? Um, that's funny. I'm staying with someone at the moment. I've been with her for a few weeks, and you know she's learning more and more as we're going. So um, I think it it um, it grows their passion themselves. Like, what else can I cook? What else can I make while you're here? And um, yeah, so anywhere like it just depends on the individual and how long we need to stay and how long we need to move on for and what's in the area I suppose. Um, and Jodie you know this is reminding me of some other people who I've met who've been doing similar stuff. Have you run into Bella Smith from The Root Cause who was also traveling around Australia in an amazingly decked out bus she was traveling around in doing very similar sort of work? Yeah, she was going into schools. I did know of her before we left on our trip, but unfortunately we didn't run into them. We're at opposite ends of the country most of the time. Uh, well, I think it's just think it's such a great thing that you're doing, obviously, getting around the country because I think, you know, our rural health is such an important topic at the moment. Obviously, it's coming up a lot in terms of mental health. And, and so I think what you're doing in terms of being able to get to these people in these remote places, get into their home, help provide them with, I guess, an element of um, conversation, an element of support, an element of, you know, community that perhaps sometimes can be lacking in some of these more remote country centres I think is really important. You know, what are you seeing out there in the country in regards to health and in particular mental health? Um, you know, it's the ease of getting the good food too, which is the biggest struggle. And I think um, I, I help provide them with the knowledge on how to source it in those areas. Uh, I think they've just given up and gone, okay, well, this is all I can get, this is all I can afford. Um, without knowing that there's there's different ways to get your food. Oops, sorry, I was uh, I was on mute there. And to be honest with you, I was looking at a chat that uh, Brad had just started, and I was looking on your Instagram page. And so the reason why I was fascinated with your Instagram <laughs> page because I was fascinated to see what sort of meals you're making, and you know, and these are, are delicious looking meals, like unbelievably amazing looking meals. 
When you say you're a functional functional nutrition consultant, what does that actually mean? Like, what, is, what do you really do there, James? Have you have you gone on to study for a number of years, or have you learned cooking in a particular way? What, what does a functional nutritionist or a nutritional consultant learn and then do? So it's about empowering individuals to improve their own health through a vitalistic way rather than a mechanistic way, looking at you know what's going on in, in a particular part of their body. It's looking at um, not just about food. It's I mean, as much as I love food and teaching about whole foods, etc., um, it's also about the environment that they're living in and their lifestyle that they're leading. Um, and that's one of the big um, advantages that I have when I'm in someone's home, I can pick up, you know, certain things around the home that could be affecting them in an environmental way as well, like air fresheners and all sorts of things, yeah. So, Jody, I think, you know, one of the best things you can do traveling around the country doing this sort of work is lead by inspiration, you know. And so, obviously, you have uh, taken on this particular lifestyle for you and your family. So, I'd love to know a bit more about that. Are, are you homeschooling your two children? I am, yes. And and so how's that been going for you? Were they in school at any stage or have you homeschooled them right from the start? And how does it work for you being on the road in order to, you know, I guess, like I said, be the example and live this healthy lifestyle with your family when you're traveling and I guess needing to find and resource healthy foods and healthy stores and healthy, you know, everything as you go along, even exercise, all of those sort of facets as you go along on your journey? Yeah, so I do homeschool my kids. I've always homeschooled my kids. And I guess the reason that I got into what I do now is because I changed my lifestyle and the way I ate and um, to help with my chronic fatigue and depression. Um, and over the years, I kept improving my health and getting um, getting more educated around, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing with my body as a way of eating and in my environment, etc. And those around me saw that and then questioned me and how I was doing it and um, if I could help them. And that's kind of, that's how my business evolved. It just sort of – I grew this passion for, you know, setting an example and inspiring others and then helping others along the way as well. So that's sort of what where I am now, yeah. And have you found that it's been uh, great for your kids? Because there are a lot of people out there thinking, oh, should I homeschool my kids? Is it uh, is it something that's going to really help them out? Will they get as good an education? What about their social life? You would have had to have dealt with all those sorts of questions as well. Have you, uh, you know, dealt with those sorts of issues? Yeah, I think I think the living the way we do, homeschools definitely helped because I haven't had that outside influence from the schools and the other kids sort of, um, especially as far as food goes. Um They've done really well. I, uh, I was sort of already on my health journey before I had them. So they've been brought up in this way, always eating whole foods and um, being aware of their environment and how they're feeling after food, etc. So they've always been um, sort of living this way and it's really, it's really been great to watch them inspire other kids as well. We've been through a few homestays where, where other kids have been there and Kids have often been the hardest thing for their parents to um, support through the changes in the food. But it's but having my kids there and being able to show them um, that they it's it's possible, and my kids have sort of helped along the way, which which has been really lovely. 
So, Judy, I mean, obviously you've been, you know, your kids have grown up in a very, I guess, atypical environment, you know, traveling around on the road, being homeschooled, you know, you, as you said, you have a much greater, I guess, element of control of that environment without the outside influences of school and I guess perhaps peer pressure from other kids and all of those sort of things. So how do you feel like that's going to go going forwards for your kids? Do you have any, like, I guess, concerns that as they do start to integrate with the world around them and maybe they do at some stage go to a mainstream school or or look to get a job or, you know, just generally, um, you know, integrate with society at large who, you know, do have a different way of living and eating and all those sort of things to the environment they've been brought up in. How do you see that going for the kids going forwards? Well, I think I've given them a really, I've laid out a really good foundation for them and it's really lovely to see you know, they've been put in so many different environments throughout our travels. They've been in other people's homes where the kids don't eat so well and um, they're all being brought up on packaged food and even in caravan parks and camping areas. They've been around a lot, a, a huge diversity of different different types of children and um, to see them, they've got their core values now, as I do, and to see that they'll say no to certain foods or they'll stand up for themselves. And um, I think I've... I've created that real good foundation for them that they're, they're able to make their own decisions moving forward. With, you know, building this kind of um, awareness and, and they're getting their foundation values, um, obviously that changes over time and that's going to be influenced a lot. And what we do know is that people's values and their, um, I, I suppose, their operating system um, is set in place from the age of zero through to seven. So how old are your children now and how much longer do you think you'll be doing this so you can shape their future? Because this, I mean, what you're doing, Jody, is so unique. There's not a lot of people out there doing what you're doing. In fact, there's, I don't know of, of many other people at all that are doing exactly what you're doing. Um, how much longer do you think that you'll keep this up and how much longer do you think that um, your kids will continue to benefit from it? Um, we plan on probably heading home at the start of next year. So, um, and I'm, I'm going to transition my kids into a Steiner school at home. Um, but my kids, like even my daughter, she's eight. My, my son's just about turned seven. My daughter's eight. And she's, we practiced um, manifestation a lot together and gratitude um, journaling together, just um, my daughter and I. And her last manifestation was that she wanted to own her own cafe by the time she was nine so that she could feed other people healthy food and she's since changed that to wanting to have a cafe in a van so she can travel while she does that <laughs> so she really wants to get out there and help others and inspire others as well she loves um helping other people just like just like me so it's really lovely to see that she wants to do the same I love that. That sounds fabulous. Nine-year-old with her own van. She's going to uh, yeah. she's going to learn to drive pretty soon. That'd be yeah. great. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Tom and Charles are willing to come help out from time to time. They'd be right on board with that. I reckon they'd yeah. love that idea. So, hey, um, you also uh, spend some time. You know, this is really cool. We were chatting to you a little bit off air about how you spend some time helping to support mothers. And and you know, as I said, in some of these regional areas, it can be quite isolating for mums, especially mums who want to live a healthy life and eat healthily and, and do all the right things for themselves and for their families because it's not always supported by those around you. So, um, you know, one of the things that you're doing is is morning teas or morning coffees with these mums. Can you tell us a little bit about how you do that and how that works for these 
these mums in these remote communities? Yeah, I've generated this coaching option, which I call Coffee Connection Coaching. And it's just a a virtual coffee chat, really, with a group of mums. Um, Anyone can join in. Um, Just giving them the space to chat with other women because some some mums are quite remote and some mums can't leave the house and get out and about. And, um, yeah, just allowing, allowing them to get together and chat about anything but also know that I'm there and if they've got their questions um, in regards to health and um, what they should be feeding their children or just whatever they want to pick my brain about really, just giving them the space and the time to do that. I think it's such a great thing, Jodie, and when I, when I learned that today that you were doing that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so good, but not even for people, mums, dads in uh, regional areas, but also in the city where people are homeschooling uh, for whatever reason, whether it's for choices that they've made that now preclude, precludes them from going into schools or they don't want their kids to go into certain schools or they're trying to keep their children um, healthy so they don't send them to school, you know, you know what I mean? So I, I think there's... You know, in the city areas, there's some social isolation. And in the regional areas, of course, there's social isolation as well. Um, and so I think what you're doing there is an amazing service. I think it's it's something that many people could jump onto. Do they just go to thewholeway.com to get access to that or is it .com.au? Yeah, and they can get more information about it by just clicking on the events and seeing what's coming up. And so is it kind of like a one-on-one thing? You've got your groups there, but could that get out to like 25 people or 50 people? How do you maintain the, the uniqueness or the intimacy of that particular um, you know, session? Yeah, I just try and keep it to a minimum amount of people. A lady's about five per, per group is probably optimum. That way I can give each other the, the time and the space and it's more individual. Um, and the more, the more I get that come along, we just have a different day and a different group and I can have the different groups there. But I try and keep, keep, keep the groups small so it can be more individual. And Jody, what do you find are the biggest challenges for these mums? You know, is it just that social interaction and connection they're looking for or how much of it is, you know, addressing dietary concerns or exercise, you know, child raising stuff? You know, what are the, the primary issues that the mums are looking for? I get a lot of questions on how, how do I get my kids to eat certain foods, but I think it's the um, the confusion out there with what foods they should be eating. There's so much different information out there. It's it's hard to to um, decide and for the mums to actually understand what's good for their bodies. So it's just a matter of empowering them, giving them, giving them the knowledge to move forward and make decisions that way too. So what are the things that you find um, in the family? So you go into a family... Um, hopefully the family is relatively functional. You're not walking into like a, a reality TV show. Hopefully it's a you know a nice family you're moving into. What are the things that you're finding most of the time? Yes, there's cooking. Yes, there's some education. But is it that sometimes mums and dads just need some downtime, or is, do you end up being a au pair, or do you end up being a, a chef, or do you end up being a babysitter? What is, what ends up happening in this regard? Um, no, it's more about the food. That's generally what they've called me for, right. um, and and how to feed their kids. Like because they're coming from a majority of them are coming from a packet, like being living on packet foods and cereals for breakfast. And it's just about creating kind of a different. Um, there's, there's nothing on the forage. Nothing on the forage for breakfast, no. though. Surely, <laughs> come on, Jade. <laughs> my kids, my kids do love a bit of forage. There we go. Well done. Good plug. Thank you. 
Yeah, no, it's the it's the it's tough tr- um, trend transitioning the children when they're used to the sugar laden food. So trying to get their taste buds to change a bit. But um, my kids are pretty good at helping with them. Oh, nicely done. It's hard to sometimes when Damien's talking over the top of you. You do get used <laughs> to it after about seven years. It's okay. It's easier. Um, Jody, uh, I think what you're doing is so important, getting into the homes and really helping with some of this sort of tangible hands-on stuff in terms of the foods. And and you mentioned earlier maybe doing some fermented foods and things like that. So what are, I guess, your what are your basics? Like when you get into a home and if, you, if you're literally starting from scratch, like where do you start with these homes? Because I think this would be really useful for other families who are wanting to get started to know, you know, what are the fundamentals that you try and introduce into the kitchen to really help them, you know, simplify and, and easily make healthy food? Yeah, um, often I'll just transition in and just start, start living my way let them sort of go about their day and I sort of just start cooking my foods and just showing them how we go about how we prepare our own foods um often it's giving them little tricks like you know when you get all the veggies home from the markets you just chop them all up straight away so then it's the ease factor for them that they can just grab some veggies and throw them in the oven and you've got you know you've got your dinner sorted and just the preparation um of just every like yeah all the fresh fruit fruit and produce some some people aren't just aren't used to having that fresh food in the house so it's really it's really difficult to sort of change perspective I guess yeah and their and their habits for sure um I want to talk about something that's kind of um I don't know it's it's one of those things that many parents would struggle with and that's screen time so you've got two young kids they're in the car, they're traveling around. Are they on screens or are they not on screens? How do you handle the screen time thing? And then when they get to these houses that you're staying in, how do they handle other kids and their screen time behaviors and that sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, that, that has been a hard one for mine. My two at home, before we left on our trip, we didn't have the TV at home and I never introduced them to screen time. So they don't have any screens. Um, they've learn from a really young age to um to sort of occupy themselves um they do i do allow them they go to grandma's often and they go on on tv and stuff but um yeah when we're in other people's home it's that's a tricky one for me because often the kids will have the tv going all day or their ipads going all day um and do your kids get sucked into that is it something that you find is easy for them to get sucked into or is it something because they're not used to it they can just go outside and just play while the other kids are watching telly no, they get sucked into it. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's it? a like tough, a magnet. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I do speak to my kids and I, I, I explain to them why I don't want to. I think that's the big thing with kids explaining to them, you know, when you're saying no about something, you've got to give them the reasons and um, they understand that and, you know, I don't let them, if their kids, if the other kids are watching TV of an afternoon or after dinner, that's a big no-no for me. I don't want my kids in front of the screens before bedtime, and I, and I just explain it to them. They're gonna they're gonna struggle going to bed and calming down um, around that time. So I definitely don't let them do that. But um, yeah, so if they if they're watching TV with other kids, I'll just go. You know, guys, maybe the end of this show, and we'll go outside. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, nice. And, you know, this is very much very similar to the sort of strategies I talk to kids about and parents about in my book, Nourish Without Nagging, which is all about getting kids to eat healthy food and getting them to want to eat healthy food. And and it's very much the same sort of strategies. You know, I found it fascinating in my home after the last little bit because, you know, Tom and Charlotte do uh, spend a bit of time on screen time, especially when they're not at my place. Uh, but lately, they've been cho- choosing not to. You know, it's just a matter of having those conversations with them around, you know, why they would, why they wouldn't, what the benefits are, what the drawbacks are, and helping them make the healthy decisions for themselves. And, and I think that's really what, what you're doing, Jody, is really empowering people, kids and adults, so they can make these healthy decisions for themselves. You know, is that a really important part of what you do is, I guess, connecting people with their why and helping them understand not just how to do things, but why they would want to do things? Yeah, that's right. And I do I do instill that in my kids. You know, often we'll, well we just had my mum's 60th, for instance, on the weekend, and there was you know, snacks and stuff out on the table and I always bring my own but I, I allowed my children to make the choice of what they wanted to eat that I gave them options and, um, yeah, so they cho- they chose to try something different and, you know, an hour later they come back and tell me they got a pain in the belly and I'm like, well, what, where did that come from? And, you know, they can tell me straight away. So it's, it's allowing them to learn for themselves. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's kind of like a, you know, it's like holding their hand through it, but um, but also you know giving them that little bit of leeway to go and experiment. I think that's that's part of a holistic parenting model, and it's it's nice that you can actually share that in the home. Jody, um, people can go to thewholeway.com.au to find out more about you, and uh, and that's a great place to start. And you know if you if do, do they need to contact you to book you? Do they send you an email or can they do that online? Is there like a calendar that they can see that it's going to work? Or, or what, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, email is the best way to get through. And so we're heading towards um, Darwin, Northern Territory and Western Australia over the coming months. So if you're in those areas, we're more likely to be able to connect with you. Okay, so if you're in Tasmania, it's probably not a good time right now. No, we've been to Tasmania. <laughs> but, but they can still do your morning coffees, can't they, if they're they in Tasmania? Still do they, just, they just can't have you come into their home. That's it. And they can. I've even got a, a six-week program that the, if people are wanting to do a step-by-step rather than just a chat with me, I've got a step-by-step program of things that they can change week by week and they still have access to me with that one as well. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, Jody, thank you so much for joining us on the Wellness Guy Show. It's been a real pleasure to chat with you and to learn about your story. I know that, that this will uh, have people thinking, oh, my gosh, I wonder if we could do that. Or, oh, gee, she's living the dream. I wonder if we could, uh, you know, build a family you know, vacation or a family experience expedition over the next couple of years um, in the same way that you guys have done. So congratulations on what you've achieved and what you continue to achieve. Um, it does look really great, Jody. And I must admit I've got a little bit of envy, I have to say. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Guy Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash thewellnessguys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au. And to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guy Show. This year, The Wellness Summit returns. What is the ramifications for you 
if you continue to not know where your food is coming from and not make a hard stand about what you're consuming. Back in 1992, I didn't know how to cook. In fact, I ate really poorly as many of you know. But I now love it so much that when I go to prepare something, it becomes magical. Don't want you to be stuck in the, the crap that's happening. Know it, yes. Be aware of it, yes. But bring your vibration up so that we can vibrate at a higher level and collectively we might be able to bring everybody up to make those changes. I love preparing it and I know that everyone who's eating it absolutely loves it. Even the bits that they don't want to eat, they love eating them because I love making them. Does that make sense? Cindy O'Meara and Damien Christoph feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.